You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 110, How Do Companies Mitigate Mold? Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Steve, can you imagine, I mean, can you get with the fact that six months of 2021 are pretty much almost over? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. We, we talk about this all the time when we <laughs> talk about how far into the year we are. I mean, it's just, as we've talked about last year, it was just such a crazy year and it rolled into to 2021 and it just it's flying by but on the other hand it's you know there are things like the covid and all that stuff that you know things are bad getting better but it'll be nice when when we get through the whole covid thing but yeah we're we're almost halfway through the year we're finally well hopefully not getting snow at night it's, <laughs> it's still, it's the still tundra. freezing, but it's still the tundra. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's middle of June, and I'm thinking, wow, there are only six more months left in the year. Yeah. Lots to do. Yeah, yeah, about two more months of summer, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, what we're talking about today are what are some of the different methods companies mitig- use to mitigate mold? Now, I know you get a lot of questions from people, whether they read your books or they take your courses about how to go about choosing a company in their local area to mitigate mold. How do you usually address that question when people send you an email? For the most part, um, I tell them that they need to, you know, do their own research. I don't recommend companies uh, for, you know, the simple fact that I don't know in New York what companies are good and what aren't. Just because they're a national company doesn't mean that they're, they're great at what they do. But the main things, obviously, that you know, I tell them is, is make sure that you call them and you ask questions. They're gonna, 
they're going to laugh at you when you say, well, yeah, I listened to this podcast for this guy out in Wyoming, and, like, he knows his stuff. Well, I hope they would say that. <laughs> and, you know, he's saying this, this, and this, and that company's like, oh, okay, uh, whatever. They're, they're probably going to laugh that, laugh them off. But ask questions. Go listen to some of our podcasts like you're doing right now and listen to what we're recommending and ask them, how, how do you mitigate? What do you do? You know, things we're going to talk about in the episode – if they can't answer them, I mean, you probably don't want to go with them. But I don't. So our, just for our listeners, you you already said it. I get emails like, "Who do you recommend?" And I just I don't I don't have the time to go do the research, nor do I know what kind of company it is. It does, even if it's a national recognized company, they're owned locally by franchises. Just because the company's certified doesn't mean they know what they're doing. Just because they're a contractor. There's a whole lot of variables, if you get my drift. Absolutely. And on the same topic, I know that you sometimes have competitors listening to your podcast and then (laughs) reaching out, wanting to do some sort of, you know, meet and greet or what have you. You also don't do that either. No. So it's important for those, if they're a competitor listening, that you're not going to meet up with them for lunch so that they can either be on your podcast or get mentioned in one of your books. Right. Yeah. Right. It's just, you know, we're very unique in what we do. And, you know, I tell people all the time, and I hear it all the time, especially here in Wyoming, especially in the county we live in, they say, well, we didn't realize we had a mold specialist at, at your level like like they do here. And I'm not bragging, but I usually say there's prop. I don't know of any other company that does what we do. Correct. I mean, we do... Mold inspections, mold testing, mold mitigation. I've written books. I've created courses. I do this podcast. Mm-hmm. There's I do phone consults. There's there's a lot that we have branded CNC Contractor Services around, and and you know other companies. And and I'm, I I'll let you word it the way you do. But every time I'm like, well, I don't know. You know, what if this other company tries to replicate what we're doing? What do you always say? They can't. I can't. I mean, and I guess the point is, is, you know, we just, we have our own unique things and ways that we do things and it, it works for us. And so, you know, that's why we have the following we have and why we do what we do. Absolutely. So that's just a note to competitors listening. Um, back to how do com- different companies mitigate mold? I think that's so important because while you're not going to recommend any specific company to our listeners, once they have the information you're about to give them in this episode, they will be able to distinguish for themselves, like what should a company be doing? So for example, when it comes to to mold mitigation, who can actually do it? Who's qualified to do mold mitigation? So per per our standards and certifications, per EPA's recommendations, anything smaller than 10 square feet, which is tiny, size of a window, most windows are even bigger than that, at that point you can do it. I, and I say this all the time, I never recommend anybody doing it on their own. You need to hire a competent company that knows what they're doing. And the reason why, first and foremost, we don't want you being exposed to, you know, a mold uh, infestation that could make you really sick. Even if it's tiny, it can cause a lot of problems. Correct. There's cross-contamination issues. There's all sorts of concerns. So 
I'm not telling our listeners you can't do it on your own. I just don't recommend it at all. Mm -hmm. So if it's over that 10 square feet, you need to hire a professional, period. Now, does that mean your, you know, cousin's uncle's dad that is a contractor and has done it for 30 years is qualified to do it? Well, yeah, he's a professional. He's a contractor. I have no idea. Does he have ozone machines? Does he have air scrubbers? Does he have... The experience, building a home versus mold mitigations, like night and day. Or even being a doctor versus mold mitigation is night and day. Right. There are doctors who claim to be mold experts in the realm of actual mitigation or testing, but they're doctors. They're, right. they're, they're not specialists in either testing for mold or mitigation. Yeah, that's a great point. And what's interesting about you bringing that up it's going to be this fall when we do a podcast. We're, we're going to do a podcast that's based around, you know, certifications versus experience and all that. And and you're right. You know, there's just, you know, I, I, I deal with a lot of the different um, perspectives of mold. And there are. There are people think because they're an engineer or they're an architect or they're a doctor that they, they're qualified. And I'm not saying they're not. Just because you're a doctor doesn't really mean you know how to do mold mitigation properly. And, and most, you know, that's just not their field. Yeah. So. That's, that's, that's very, very true. So what methods do different companies use? And how can you tell the difference between a company who knows what they're talking about with what methods they're using and one that doesn't? Usually the, the first giveaway, and we talked about it in the last episode, is if a company says they just are going to come in and charge you per square foot of your home and spray a chemical, you probably don't want to go with them. And I or a mist. Yeah, yeah, you know, or it, fog or yeah. However, spray <laughs> yeah, any like anything like that, and I, and we hear about it, or I'm sure our listeners have seen it on the internet. I'm not saying it doesn't work, but when we're talking about mold mitigation, you have infestations. Not they don't have to be active; they can be dormant that have to be addressed and you don't just spray them. That's not how you get rid of the mold. Like we talked about in the last episode. Well, and, and, and speak to this whole idea there. I've seen a number of companies coming up with this idea that they come and they spray your whole house. And then somehow it goes through your HVAC system and then it circulates and then it fixes the problem for what months, years, something like that. Is the claim? I don't know how long it's supposed to work, um, but I, you know, once again, this is just my opinion. I, I, from my experience and my expertise, I don't know how that would work. Okay. Um, you know, we addressed this before. You've got to you've got to find the source that's causing the moisture to begin with, yep. and let's just say. It was a leaky water pipe in a, in a wall cavity. It was just a slow drip, drip, drip. My question to the companies that do that would be, so how did you discover what was causing the mold infestation? Yeah, you didn't. I mean... <laughs> you didn't solve the root problem, which is still causing problems. So exactly. now people have to bring you back every year, every six months, or right. every interval to do that whole thing again. And I think, you know... And I'm not disparaging these companies. I think from a maintenance perspective, that's great. I, that's great. If, if you don't have any mold problems per se or defects causing mold, that's a great thing to do. It's a maintenance 
project, I guess I would call it, or step or procedure, that's just great for that. But that's not what we do. We come in and take care of mold infestations. And, you know, I just, I think it would be like we were just saying, it's a great for that if nothing's going on. But as far as, like I said, the perfect analogy would be how do you, how do you find the problem? And, and you know, if this is something you have to do every year, then you're not a mitigation company. You're, you're a air purifying company or I don't even know what I call it. Exactly. You know, yeah. it's kind of an odd thing. Well, and to sort of add to that piece of it, there there are many different ways that companies do it. The what's the blasting way? I mean, there's the spraying, the fogging. Oh, well, that I want blasting? to do. Yes. So, our listeners have probably heard me talk about it. That in this, once again, this is all my opinion. Everything we say on here is obviously my opinion. But the 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 best way, it, for me, that if we and it's not really can afford it. It's just the steps. But dry ice blasting is like the cat's meow of of mold mitigation. And why why is that? Because so we talked about in our last episode that you have to get rid of those mold spores, and we get rid of those by sanding. Um, you can do baking soda blasting. You can't. So, you know, some of our listeners would be like, "Why don't you just do like sand blasting or some sort of media blasting?" You have to use baking soda because it's. It's not as abrasive as, say, sand. Okay. And, you know, you can't use that on wood and and water pipes and all that. But dry ice is actual, so it's a, you put dry ice pellets, obviously, in the machine, and it blasts it with dry ice, which is obviously moisture, which keeps the spores suppressed. But it does, it, it does, it, it accomplishes what we accomplish when we're sanding the wood down. Because the mold's trying to go deeper into the wood. Mm-hmm. So that's why we sand it down. That's why you don't just spray a chemical. With the dry ice blasting, you're, you're accomplishing all that. You don't have to run foggers or anything like that. You're wow. literally, it's inside a containment. That's what I want, you know, to be clear, too. Containment is pretty important when it comes to mold mitigation. If you don't have a containment, you could take a mold issue from this bathroom and make you could be causing problems throughout the entire home. So how do you know that a company you're thinking about hiring does containments? So you just ask them? Well, yeah, you would ask, you know, okay. you would ask them what are the steps and they would probably tell you what I'm going to, what I've said. I'm not going to give you every step we take, okay. but our listeners know and I tell our clients, first thing we do is a containment. And you know, when we, when we do estimates and you know this, but our listeners don't, I, I am so clear in our estimate letter of what we're doing. I mean, I tell them where the containment's going to be, you know, everything about it. We're going to run air scrubbers. We're going to run ozone machines, all that. So going back to the dry ice blasting, you don't, the cleanup is minimal. I mean, you're running air scrubbers, but it's still, and the reason we can't do it here is because we're in Wyoming. Yeah. I have to go to either Salt Lake City or up to uh, Billings, Montana to get the pellets, the dry wow. ice pellets. Wow. So, and it's a, the machine itself, plus the uh, compressor you have to have running it, that whole setup on that end's like $60,000. Wow, wow. And it's, I've talked to you about it once in a while, but it's just, there's nowhere around here that makes it. It's just not worth it uh, for us to invest that much money into 
just that machine. And do you think uh, a lot of molds mitigation companies are using the dry ice? So. Okay, so it's not so it's a more of an up and coming technology. Yeah, I would say that. And yeah. I, I would say, you know, it's probably mainly the big franchise companies that um, pretty much stage in the center of Florida when a hurricane's about to hit, yep. or down in Texas. I mean, they're they're the the volume of work they're getting is not what we get for mitigation. Okay, we don't. You know, obviously, we have the phone consultations, this podcast. We have more. You know, we're not just a mitigation company, so it wouldn't, it's something I would love, and you know that. I've talked about that for a long time, but it just isn't feasible. Absolutely. So what, you know, what like we do is we sand it down, you can baking soda blast it. There's other ways to get rid of the mold. And so ask your mitigation company, how do you get rid of it? And if they say we spray it, (laughs) I probably wouldn't go with them. Okay. And for the listeners that didn't listen to our last episode... We talked about that. Yeah, definitely. We definitely talked about that. Now, I think the the other thing is, don't you think it's important to also check on things that that the company, I know this is like, what are some of the different methods that companies use, but shouldn't you also check on how long does it actually take them to get back to you when you first inquire what they do? Um, How do they have references from past customers and how long did it take them to complete the job? Because I know you've talked to lots of people who said, they had to get mold mitigation done, and a job that was supposed to take, let's say, a month ended up taking three times that amount of time. Yeah, that um, I, I do hear that quite often, and what's crazy to me is we don't allow people to even live in the, the property that we're mitigating, so not sure how you know people would survive if I said, yeah, it's... It's going to take about a month. They probably would look at me like I was crazy because, you know, we, we tell our clients, you cannot be inside the property. Be, and, but we do. We get in and we get out. Not because we're not doing it properly, but we understand that, you know, people need to come back into their home. So for us, you know, it's typically about a ten, about 10 days, I would say, for most jobs. But, yeah, if you ask a company and they – Say, well, it'll probably take about a month and, you know, then they take longer than that. Like, you probably don't have a contract. You don't have any way to go back on them. So, make sure you ask how long this is going to take. Correct. And, and then it, it's in the contract. Right. Okay. And it, if you ask questions, you know, a few simple questions like, okay, you know, are you certified? Are you insured? How long are we going to have to be gone? What 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 methods do you use? And and then I don't like I said I don't expect them to give our listeners all the steps, but you do just want to make sure that they're not just going to come in and spray chemicals. They're not going to come in and spray a mist or a fog. Are they going to run post mitigation air tests? Like those are kind of the main things. And if they're going to do all those, then you know you have a reputable company. But the the key thing is is how do you get rid of those mold spores? Correct. And if chemicals is the answer, that's, that's not that's good. not a good company. But you mentioned something about certifications and insurance. There are lots of people out there who will pick up a handyman from the local paper online or Facebook ad, or they'll pick up their general contractor who built their house, and they'll have those individuals do the mold mitigation. Why are certifications specifically related to mold and insurance that covers 
enough really important when choosing a company? Well, it, it you know, we've done podcasts about this before, and I've written about it in the books. You know, it happens quite often that the, they don't go with an actual mold mitigation company. And the reason is, is because we are expensive. But we have all these steps we follow. Because we have to follow our certification standards. I have to follow the standards of um, NAMRI, the association I'm a member of. We, you know, I have the equipment. If you go hire a handyman, of course he's going to be cheaper than me. Because most people just think, oh, you go in and you cut it out. Mm -hmm. But he's not going to, well, I doubt. He's probably not going to have air scrubbers. He's not going to have ozone machines. He's not going to have the chemicals. He probably doesn't even know the processes you follow. He thinks you just go in or she and cut out the sheetrock. So my point is, is, you know, even contractors, having experience building a home is totally different than mold mitigation. If, if you have a GP that's been a doctor for 30 years, are you going to allow him to do your shoulder surgery? Of course not. But he's been a doctor for 30 years, so yeah. he knows, right? No, he doesn't. That's, <laughs> that's my point is, is yeah. you know, orthopedics, even orthopedics specialize on different parts of the body. That's true. They know the, the newest technology, the hardware to use. So that's why it's important to go with somebody that, that does it for a living. Absolutely. And that makes a lot of sense. So you've talked a little bit about what a company shouldn't do in terms of mold mitigation. What are the what are the red flags? The what we talked about earlier is they don't put a containment up. Obviously a company that doesn't have the proper equipment. And the biggest red flag that and and we've mentioned it numerous times, if they're just coming in and spraying a chemical, you don't waste your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, so mold mitigation from a company that's going to do it right might be 20000 So you're going to pay 5000 for a company to just spray a chemical? Well, they're not going to fix the problem, or I wouldn't think they would with just a chemical. Okay, so those are the red flags. And if somebody hears one of those red flags, should they just not even move forward with that company? Should they look at others? What do you think? I would, right off the bat. Okay, it, done. Yeah. Even if you're in, your insurance company is going to let you go with whoever you decide, typically. Okay. But if it's not even insurance involved, you get to choose. Yep. So, run. Yep. What's your call to action for people? If you're going to have mitigation done, make sure, obviously you're listening to this podcast, go back and make sure you write down what I told you as far as the steps and everything. Make sure you're hiring the proper contractor because if you're not, it's going to cost you a lot of money down the road. And a lot more than you would be spending to do it right the first time. Exactly. There you go. And sharing the podcast. Yep. It's uh, our, our audience just keeps growing. So, you know, for our listeners, we would love it if you just couple your friends say, hey, go listen to this podcast. It's, you know, very helpful and informational. Absolutely. Send them to to where we are and ask them to also find us on Facebook, CNC Contractor Services on Facebook. Yep. All right, everybody. We'll catch you on the next episode. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.